What's good, everybody? This is the Inspired Creativity Podcast. My name is Joe Longo. This is week four of Conversations About Life. I'm going to keep this short and sweet. This week, Michael and I have two guests on the show, Caitlin and Maria. Both are in the world of relationship coaching and sex education. We have a really fun conversations from labels to what things look like to the importance of actually having conversations and being in communication with the people that you are in relationship with. If there's one thing that I can leave you all with before you listen to this episode, especially if you are in partnership or maybe about to be in a partnership, have conversations with the people that you are in relationship with. If you are a married couple and you are no longer talking to your partner, take a moment and say, why aren't we talking? And then start talking. And I say it in a way because I I was once married. And guess what? I'm not anymore. And you want to know why? Because we didn't communicate. We didn't know how to communicate. And then it got to a point that the communication was so broken that we just weren't talking. And, you know, when you're in a relationship and there's no communication happening, it's really hard for the relationship to survive. So I encourage everybody out there, have conversations with the people that you are in relationship with. Speak with love. Speak with kindness. But have the conversations. Even if those conversations may be uncomfortable, have the conversations. Because the more you push and sweep the things under the rug, the more it just builds up and builds up and builds up, and then it explodes. So my friends, have the conversations. Speak your truth. Speak with love. Speak with kindness. Thank you for being here. Head to the show notes to find out all kinds of information about Caitlin and Maria and Michael and myself. Head to my website if you're interested in doing coaching with me, inspirecreatemanifest.com, and enjoy the conversation. We will see you next Thursday night on IG Live or Friday morning right here. And next week, we have another guest that's going to be mm, more good conversations. So you'll have to tune in to find out who our guest is. I will see you then, IG Live, Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Have a beautiful week. Everybody, have a beautiful week. Hi, Gold. Hi. Hi. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait a couple seconds before I say, well, a little bit. Pausento. Hey. I feel like you turned. You turned. You moved. Did I? Did you? Ah, uh, camera has flipped. There you go. There we go. There's Maria. Maria should have something now that says, hey, you want to join? I think. It'll pop oh. up. <laughs> um, if, it, if it doesn't, leave and come back in. Yeah, and Caitlin's there. Let's see what happens. Uh, is it giving you a, an option that, to jump in here? <laughs> hey. Caitlin and Maria, listen, when you first get in, if you wait a little bit, you'll get like a little pop. Michael, you just froze. No, you froze. No, no, you froze. <laughs> I, 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 I thought we could have more than two people in here. Hmm. Let's see. Ow. Go in a live room. All right. All right. I think I'm getting somewhere. 
If you, it's uh, interesting. I, think, I I just sent you both an invite. Maybe. Anything? <laughs> when you, at the top of your screen, when you click down on conversations, Joe. Uh, hold on. I'm in um, it, this thing that says go, go live in a room. Anyone who can see this person live video will be able to watch the video. So I select it, Maria, and I have Caitlin select it. And now I hit send request. Let me know if anything pops up in your world over there. On the bottom of my screen, there's a little camera. What do you see on your screen, Michael? Uh, I see comment. I see, you know, share. But that's what I was asking you at the top. Well, at the top of my screen, it has like the name of our room conversations about. I can see that. And it's a drop down for me. When I drop down, I just see you and I. And I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah. So, so what on my screen, I have a camera icon. And when I hit the camera icon, I get another screen that pops up that says go live in a room. And I select Caitlin. And then I hit send requests. Oh, waiting for Caitlin. They were getting somewhere. Sweating. Hot. And thank you for dealing with our technical um, magic. There, there we go. go. All right, we're getting somewhere. Where's my camera? Where's my camera? <laughs> I lost, bang, I lost that little thing. To, oh, get, to get Maria in here. Maria, where are you? Well, uh, Caitlin, where did you see the request? Right. So I'm not going to lie. It was like there was a waiting period. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> but I sat patiently and... Um... <laughs> see? That's what I said to Joe. I was like, you have to tell them to just chill when they first come in because it'll pop up then. All right. So we'll, we'll wait a couple more minutes. My little camera icon, though, that was allowing me to invite people in has now disappeared off my screen. I think you can have four people. I think so, too. Well, we'll see. We'll give her a minute. Cheers. Hello. Hello. Nice to see you. Hello. I have, I'm working with two beverages. Yes. Uh, me, too. I have a water and a, and a very yummy beer. All right. Keep, I keep hitting requests to join. All right, let's, we'll wait patiently. Um, we'll yeah, we'll take a big, a big breath. Um, as we're waiting, everyone that's here, this is, this is Caitlin. Uh, last year, two years ago, I don't remember. One year ago. <laughs> One year ago. I was thinking of when we met, when we did our training. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I think that was two years. Yes, yeah. Anyway, Caitlin myself and Maria, who will, who will be joining us because we know how to make reality work in our favor. Um, we all did a coaching training with Journey Coaching. So that's how we met. And then last year when we went lockdown, we had this crazy idea, uh, uh, idea of recording a podcast, um, single and locked in, locked in and single. And it was just a fun conversation. And then you reached out, like right before Michael and I started this, I was like, hey, we should do another podcast and just reconnect, see where we all are. Uh, and I'm like, oh, this would be perfect. And then just the way it rolled, talking about relationships and stuff, 
I was like, oh, it'll be great to have you both on to talk about relationships and things like that. So would you like to tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Tell us, tell us, who are you? What do you do? Oh, hot seat. Okay. <laughs> um, hello, all. My name's Caitlin. Um, I currently live in Kingston, New York, which is two hours north of New York City, towards the mountains. Um, I'm a life coach, a writer, and a self-love mentor. When I'm not working, uh, I like hiking, um, drink a lot of natural wine, and uh, just started taking pole dancing classes. Nice, pole <laughs> dancing. How's that going? It is not sexy at all. Like this is, <laughs> the, the, the advertising has you deceived because I have more bruises from this hobby than I have from anything in my entire life. It, it's, it's painful. It's frustrating. It's very athletic. It's very challenging. And then you're standing there in like booty shorts. So you get to be self-conscious while you're doing it. That's awesome. I photographed. Sorry. Oh, I, I don't want to cut you off. I photographed a pole dancing class once. And it was interesting. And then after, you know, because I'm a big, strong man, I'm like, I can swing around on this pole. Yeah, how'd it go? Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> because I'm a big, strong man, right? I only went on my right side because that's where well, my strength is. So literally the next day I woke up and I could not move the right side of my body. It hurt so bad. It was so hard. <laughs> hardest thing I've ever did. Like, I don't know how y'all do this. Cause she's like, now I'm upside down. Now I'm spinning around. It's crazy. Yeah. Okay, well, I, was gonna, I was gonna ask you then based on that, your description of it, what pulled you into even attempt this or to try this? I love that question. Yeah. Um, Honestly, I was really missing the feeling of taking physical classes in a room with other people. Um, I, I had just been working out at home by myself, um, you know, the past year. And there's a studio really near my house um, that was open and doing in-person classes. Um, you know, it's very limited because it's a small space and it's all masked, but it was a way for me to in the winter, like move my body in a room with other humans and sure. connect in that way. And it was such a gift. Awesome. So yeah. then I'm going to, I'm going to ask the, the next question then, because you led with the sex part of it. Was there, a, was there not a sexual interest or? Oh, <laughs> like <Part>? the sex <laughs> part? What are you talking about? I don't talk about that stuff. Never. <laughs> um, I'm wondering if like that was like part of the motivation or was it just like what you were saying? I wanted to physically be in a room with people and get my body, my body moving. You were, you were really calling me out on this one. Yeah. I, I, after the first or second class, I texted my best friend and I was like, um, why have I never thought of this before? <laughs> Mood lighting booty shorts, trap music, <laughs> athleticism. It has my name written all over it. You had me at hello, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, there's no creepy people in the room watching you. It's just the people <laughs> taking class. So that's cool. Right. That's, that's awesome. great. Um, thank you for sharing. I just want to check in, see if Maria is still out there and if there's <laughs> Any, any. I think any... Maria might be stuck in the tubes of the internet right now. <laughs> uh, well, you, I, I have to say oh, this. Oh, here we go. Here oh. we go. I'm getting somewhere. Oh. All right. Here we go, Maria. Here comes another invite. 
I think, no. No, no, I just sent another I, invite, waiting. <laughs> Cancel, waiting. My heart is beating fast. I know, me too. I'm like, is it gonna happen? Is it gonna happen? Whew. I think it's going to. I think so too. I don't know why it wouldn't. Unless we're just not cool enough. Right, they're like, for you, three guests right <laughs> for you only two guests <laughs> hello everyone that is um here we're just waiting to see what happens to see if maria actually pops in it says waiting so <laughs> let, let me in, in. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, man so we'll just you know we'll keep talking maria it still says that it's just waiting for you so i don't want to hit cancel <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Oh, girl. <laughs> um, Michael, you might be waiting a long time. Oh, no, I was just saying, um, you know, the, oh, the, the, the gay thing, but, you know, it's okay. <laughs> I just sent another invite. I'm, I, I'm, trying, to do, I'm trying to do research right now. Oh, that's what you're doing. Yo, oh, sorry, do you have another commitment? <laughs> I know, like, I'm, I'm yeah. trying to ask Google how many people can go oh, live oh. Instagram. Ah, uh, good job, good job. Our topic tonight, we are chatting about um, relationships, and we're just kind of checking in because, I mean, at last check, last year when we were on the broadcast, I believe we were all single at that time. We were all single, and we were all living alone. <laughs> yes, which is just great. <laughs> and still well, single still living alone uh, well i laugh like thinking you know april 2020 like we were little quarantine babies we were like this is so hard i'm like <laughs> <laughs> and now look at us we're all pros we just don't know oh, waiting again it's shining waiting. um we just don't know how to get four people in the room yeah. <laughs> yeah, damn um so we're going to see what happens. Single is better. I mean, single can be better. It really depends on what's happening. I've really been, um, you know, having conversations about single and what being single means and what does relationship look like anymore and, like, what's normal. And I have this idea. I'm curious what you both think. So I think in the day, in this current time, space, reality that we're living in, that we are in, you know, swipe culture. And instead of people saying, oh, I'm dating, like I'm just dating people, you know, I'm dating. Everyone is now in open relationships. Huh. Because it's cooler to say I'm in an open relationship than to say I'm dating. Oh, interesting. Okay. And I'm just, this is just my random perception of it. Because a lot of people that seem to be in open relationships really aren't in open relationships. They're just kind of dating people. Hmm. And like, when do we change the name? You know, when did dating go from dating to this? And I could be wrong, but it just seems like, you know, maybe I'm dating Susie and I'm dating Melissa. One may say that's an open relationship, but really, we're just, we're just dating. Right. It, so it's... I'm curious what, what you both may think on that. Because I've been having conversations with people that have both been in open relationships and not, you know, in totally just straight up, um, relationships and asking questions. It's like, I'm curious, how does this work? You know, so. Yeah. Thoughts? Michael? Caitlin? 
Uh, so Joe's kind of hitting on something I've been like, obviously, again, I'll always say that uh, Joe and I have probably carried the one a quadrillion conversations uh, leading up to this conversation. We just we talk every day like a billion times. Um, but he hit on it. And it's interesting that I think when when we are searching for another label, I find that interesting. And I find the timing of the search too, because I don't know how much awareness goes into committed relationship, dating, um, open relationship, polyamorous, whatever you want to call it, um, prior to people getting into relationships. And then once people are in a relationship, whatever that might look like, maybe because of the lack of, of communication, maybe the lack of connection, maybe the lack of getting something out of a relationship, then they, we start to talk about other options and, uh, and what that might look like. But again, to Joe's point, I think sometimes people are, may actually just be dating, kind of trying to understand who they are in relationship to somebody else and maybe what they really want from another person. But we get this push then to, well, let me just get into a relationship. And then when I get into that relationship and it's like, well, now I want to try this and now I want to try that. I'm like, see, time out. <laughs> like back up first. So that's kind of my take on it is before we jump into the label. <gasps> yes! Yeah! <laughs> Maria, did you, did you wait patiently when you first, when you just came back in? No, I fucking yelled at my phone and then I turned my phone off and I turned it back on. <laughs> and, yes. Excuse me one minute. I have to open the door. It's really warm in here. <laughs> Finally. So everybody now that we have maria in the house maria thank you so much for joining us if you you know because we're we, we we just kind of put the first question out there but can you just take a moment and let us know who you are let, talk, uh, let us know what you're all about what you are up to Jeez. okay well <laughs> hot seat right away that's right i'm not waiting patiently so oof, that was <laughs> i was like what is happening i can't get on but okay now that now that i'm back on well hello <laughs> Maria Two Straps here. Um, I'm a sex educator, sex and relationships coach, future sex therapist, and also future intimacy coordinator. And yes, I've met um, Joe and Caitlin here from Journey and then Michael through Joe. And yeah, geez, I'm excited because it's been what, like a year since we've we've all gone together and talked about relationships? Yeah. <laughs> But I'm happy to be here. Thanks, thanks Instagram for actually letting me in the room. <laughs> good to see you. Uh, yeah, still good to see you. What the hell is going on? <laughs> I think okay. the question that we've got out there that I was kind of uh, stumbling through my response is, I guess, Joe. I mean, were you asking what is the difference or how do we define dating? No, I'm just curious if if there's just been a shift. Maybe right. I'm just not aware of. That we just started changing the language in a way that, it, that really dating, I mean, it just doesn't seem like it exists. Um, that it's something that happens, but I have so many options. And then it's almost as if there's a failure to commit because there's so many options. Is that, is that, is that what we're talking about right now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was saying, so I think we got rid of dating and we start saying open relationships because it's like kind of the cool thing. Oh, I'm in an open relationship. And I see people like, but you're kind of, like, you're dating. Like you've known that person, like you've gone on three dates. Right. And they've gone on four dates with somebody else. It's not an open relationship. You're dating. That's what dating is. 
And I just, I'm wondering if anyone else is seeing that or experiencing it in like the periphery of our world. And I'm kind of just like, I don't know what's going on. But what it's making me really aware of is the importance of having conversation with people, you know, that I may be in relationship with. Like, mm -hmm. but like, what does it look like? Is, are we calling this something? Are we not calling this anything? What I does think it look like? I think white culture and having so many options open to everybody, that combined with people's inability to be vulnerable with one another, I think that's what's leading to this imbalance and this, and this discrepancy. Because yeah, a lot of people are dating and a lot of people want to keep their options open because we're so used to seeing like 50,000 things on the menu, you know? Um, mm -hmm. But let's look at like In-N-Out. What makes In-N-Out so successful? Well, oh, you're you're from the East Coast. <laughs> but I'm familiar with In-N-Out. Well, you know In-N-Out, right? There's yeah. like items on the menu and everyone loves it. You know, it's just, it's easy. But mm -hmm. I think the fact that there's just so many options open and then like in the back of our minds, we're like, okay, maybe someone better is going to come along if I swipe a hundred more times. I don't need to commit to this one person that I may like right now, but hmm, what if there's someone better, you know? Right. Like, and I, I heard that before and I was really intrigued by it because it's like, well, what if there's somebody better? Well, how are you even going to give the person that you're with an opportunity if you're constantly in the space of, hmm, there might be something better on my next yeah. Swipe whichever way, you know. And I, here I am. I'm just chilling. A 46 year old dude, be like, "What dating? How? What does this? Can someone help me?" <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to be vulnerable with people, but I mean, it's. I'd say it's worth it at the end. But it is. It is a lot of uh, trial and error. Mostly error. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Mostly error. <laughs> I, and I know I get in my head about it, but I think like, you know, from literally all of the training that we've done, you know, now I have like all of this knowledge. And when I'm talking with women now, I kind of want to be like, oh, hey, like this is all of my things. And then I sometimes feel like, oh, well, maybe I'm throwing up too much information right now. Mm. You know? Yeah. But then it's like, well, how much time do I really have? Because you might be swiping left or right. And now, you know. It's definitely a balance. I think you're hitting on something really big um, because, you know, not everyone has earned the right to your whole story the first right. time you meet them or the second or the third. And mm -hmm. I feel like there's a funny thing where people want to be treated really special as they should be. But it's like, well, I don't know you. You're a stranger. So let's just have a conversation and see what happens. Right, right. Um, yeah. Yeah, I feel like when <laughs> I feel like people really want relationships, but they and they come in saying that, oh, I have no expectations, but deep down they really like we we're people, we're humans, and we want to connect with others, and deep down we really do want that, that connection, that intimate connection with someone because it feels nice, and that's how our brains were designed, and um, but we come into this space being like, oh yeah, now like I have no expectations whatever and like I'm free and open and all of that but <laughs> that it doesn't really work that way <laughs> when feelings get involved and, and right exactly they're messy so messy and I, I, I feel like there's a lot of like 
not listening to your intuition mm -hmm. and not really owning the things that you want. And, and, you know, this attitude of like, well, you never know. Let's see. I'm like, what do you mean you never know? I'm like, we've been around for a few decades. We know. Mm -hmm. We know who we get along with. And, and like, I almost, it's funny. So I officially came out this year and that has been an amazing experience because like the way I can approach queer people is like, hey, let's be friends without a fucking agenda, you know, mm -hmm. and, and to build a foundation of friendship first and then see about the other stuff later. Yeah. which I, no offense to you guys but in the you know 30 something years I've been dating straight men no one wanted to be my fucking friend <laughs> <laughs> see now that's fucked up because honestly I have more girlfriends like literally lady friends than men and I always find I'm like oh I'm already in the friend zone huh you know mm -hmm. so it's like oh now how do I how do I balance right being your friend but then also not being like yeah we're friends right you know which yeah. is very very tricky yeah. i'm curious to hear your take on that like a straight a straight man like if a woman just comes comes forward and is like okay friend from the get-go like how do you navigate that i'm what always curious about that well, I'm I'm not sure I understand. If 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 a woman just rose up and just like we're just friends from the get go. Yeah, and then you were you were you were kind of interested in in seeing something further, but also exploring that friendship route. Right. Well, for me, usually if there's something where like I'm attracted to the person in some kind of way, there's some kind of connection. So if that woman then is like, yeah, we're totally just friends. I'm not gonna be like, F you, I have enough friends. You know, if there was enough of a connection that I felt, oh, I would want to explore something with this person. I'd be like, oh, cool. Well, let's explore being friends and what, you know, what that looks like. But what, I, but I feel like once I'm in the friend zone, I'm always going to be there. Mm. I'm not going to make any effort to get out of it. Mm. See that? Like if you're putting, if you're putting me there, then I'm there. And if you want to get me out, then you're the one that has to be like, all right, come on, we're, we're going to jump out of this zone. Because I'm not going to, you know, I, I, I don't ever want to be that kind of dude that's just like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to constantly hit on you. Right. You said right. we're going to be friends. Right. So then it would be, you know, put back on that person like, hey, you know, I'm down if you're down, but you're the one that has to initiate. Here's what I want to ask about that. <laughs> and this is interesting to me because I think this goes to the, the, the conditioning around um, the approach. I'll just call it the approach, right? But let's just say in that scenario, that's true, right? I, I want to be your friend. And you're like, cool, I know your friend. Um, but what happens if, like, as that is, you continue to roll through that friendship, you start to feel so, whatever. We'll just go on intuition. Back to what Caitlin said. You just feel something. And maybe this person, maybe the girl, the woman is like, gosh, I wish he would just say something. I wish he would take the first instead of you. Because you're basically saying, hey, unless she says something, I'm staying in the friend zone. But what if she's like, I'm not going to, if he doesn't say anything, then I'm staying in the friend zone. And then we have this like chasm. Well, if she put me in the friend zone, she has to get me out of the friend zone. Okay. But when she goes to put you in the friend zone, is there an opportunity for you to say, oh, we just, 
thought maybe we might see where this would go. But you're just immediately going to be like, oh, so you decided, so that's that. Well, that's kind of like, well, let me try to change your mind on how you feel about no, it. No, no, no. I'm not telling you to change your mind. I'm telling her to express your truth. Oh, yeah. Dude, I, I stood in a Target once and looked at a friend and was like, are you sure? Are you really sure? Before I go make this decision over here, are you really sure you don't want to do anything here? And I'm so glad you said that because that goes to what we were talking about last week about communicating. Actually, clearly, commu everybody, everybody communicates. Not just right. but one or two, you know what I mean? I will tell you this, since that experience with that friend, I've been much more open with women if I'm like, hey, hey, you're, you're pretty. Right. Yeah. And at least, you know what I mean? Like, I try to let them know, like, not try, but like, hey, I'm into you. Right. Mm -hmm. you know? So before we become too good of, you know, before I'm your fucking bestie, and no offense to all of my bestie girlfriends that are <laughs> there watching, I love you all. All um, of them. All of them. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I've learned from that one to be like, hey, right. I, I think I like you. So, right. Anyway. I had a, I had Where a are friend, we? like the best friend, like roughly about a year ago or something, male, male best friend. And then um, it was just a lot of, I, I, I guess I'm just curious about the dynamic because I am openly out <laughs> proud lesbian woman. And, and I often get a lot of the, a lot of male friends who are like, Hey, I like you. And I'm like, thank you. I, I can't reciprocate. There's just, I can't. My brain does not function that way. I, I can't. I look mm -hmm. as a friend, you know, as a best friend. And then I, I often get a lot of, um, I get a lot of shit for it. And it's like, well, I love you. Why can't you love me? Like, that fucking, like, why do you care about my feelings? Like, I, I fucking can't. I physically cannot. Right. And, and I think that's something that some people just don't understand. Yeah. Like, really, really, you don't want any of this? Are you sure? You know, and just can't wrap their, their head around. Because yeah. if we can have such a tight connection, right, then why can't we have that connection mm -hmm. you know, in a sexual way as well? So it's like trying to, to wrap so, yeah. I can say whatever I want about dudes because we're dudes. Trying to wrap, you know, we're, sometimes we're not the smartest of characters and we just don't understand. We're like, oh I, no, she's a lesbian, but I can, I can totally get her. But, you know, and, and here's my question about that though, too. And I think this is where, like, uh, once again, it goes to self awareness. So, um, I, I'm always interested into, like, why there seems to be, like, I'll, I'll, I'll use the scenario you just shared with Maria. Why, why there's, like, such an extreme either or. It's either we're gonna be a thing or you know, you're letting me down. Like, like you mean to tell me like we don't have enough between us as human beings to like still laugh, get that beer, hang out, share interests, whatever they may be, but just because it doesn't get to this level, now there's like this animosity or tension or, or complete disconnect. Like I that's what I don't understand about when people talk about connection. I'm like, well, what are you actually feeling connected to? Because, you know, if there's something that you really desperately want, I get that. But if that person doesn't want that, is that the only thing that you would want that person in your life for? Like, I either want all of this or nothing at all. And I think that pushes away potential for 
incredible relationships, partnerships, creativity, just, you know, whatever, you know what I mean? So that's, I find that interesting that we, we, we can't, we, we so often want to make it an either or deal. I think it's so many feelings and emotions are involved and a lot, a lot of people just really don't know how to be upfront and talk about their feelings and also people don't know how to listen and <laughs> accept it. And I think there's something else, you know, that's just happens in male culture. It's like, oh, you're friends with that girl and you're not having sex with her. Well, what's that about? Well, yeah, you know? yeah. And like, we'll like belittle you and be like, I can't believe, but really? You guys are just, you're just hanging out, you know, which then gets in the, the head of so many men. It's like, oh, right, well, I can't because now all my boys are going to think that I'm like weak because I have just a girlfriend that's just a friend that happens to be a girl, you know? Yeah. So it's like we, we have that going on inside. No, I'm not trying to justify any of it. I'm just saying yeah, yeah. these are some of the things that some of us, unfortunately, have to deal with. Yeah. And just don't know how. So instead of being like, all right, we'll peace out because I'm not ready to look at that part of myself yet. I think we learned about feelings and emotions and empathy in grade school. Like, how different the world would be. If right. We about listening and relationships and how to talk with each other about our fucking feelings. Like, it just baffles me that it wasn't until college that I learned about active listening. Like right. with others and like what you mean not <laughs> things about me like what <laughs> <laughs> well you're not supposed to ask the questions you're just supposed to obey the rules right do your job you know and be happy because exactly. you're gonna get to retire one day <laughs> welcome to america oh my god <laughs> <laughs> Oh, America. I wish this was filled with vodka right now. Jeez. <laughs> America. Uh, it's a rough place. It's a rough place. We, we came prepared. We've got beer. I was actually considering because I speak Tagalog and I grew up speaking Tagalog because I was born in the Philippines. <laughs> it's like when the world opens up again and I start traveling, I start practicing my Tagalog now. So when I travel, I don't sound like an American. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I got shit everywhere I go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, Michael, what's happening over there in your corner? This is weird. I kind of feel like it's... Um, someone actually said this to me about uh, this, that it's, it has a Brady Bunch feel. It's like you're looking up and like down at, at, at our cubes. <laughs> I don't know where everybody else is. I mean, it, it, are we all positioned in the same place on each other's? Like right now it goes Joe, me, Caitlin, Maria. That's how I see it. There you go. Oh, no, I got, I got Joe, me, and Michael. I think, yeah, we're all next to Every, Joe. Everybody's next to me. I'm so special. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Just almost rolled over on my chair there, getting so excited. We should just go like this when we're talking to someone. Right. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, who's above, who's above me? I know. I have a question. <laughs> ah, right, right, right. <laughs> Did I like have to look down? Like, this is right. weird. Anyway, Michael. Yes. Do you have a rock or something in front of your iPad that's covering the speaker? Because it's kind of hard to hear you. I have nothing in front of it. 
Can you, can you not hear me today? What? I said, can you not hear me? Oh, I can hear you really good now. Oh, really? How's that? Is that better? It sucks again. He took the rock away. He did. <laughs> right? You just hear the scrape of the rock. They did hear it, right? I don't think so. I would set it the same way I did last time. You just touched it. You moved it. You moved it. All right, so what else is going on with you two? What's happening? And I'm looking down, because that's where you are. Oh. I don't mean to be looking down at you. I'm just trying right, to Right, 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 right. Um, well, uh, not to, Maria, not to, uh, you know, put you in the hot seat again, but I think the three of us are single, and I believe you are not, right? Oh, not anymore. Not anymore. That was unexpected. <laughs> oh. I'd say here, like when when we got together, that that was the start of this like seven month depressive episode that I got because I had just gotten out of a very, very toxic relationship and it wasn't the relationship breakup that really screwed me over. It was the backlash from like friends and losing mm. a lot of friends from it. And it was just interesting because it was a lot of everyone taking the other side. And I'm just like, hey, they don't know what really happened behind the scenes. And I think to them, they were like, oh, it's your fault. You're the mental health expert who did this to this person who has experienced trauma. It's your fault. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I, uh, like, it took everything in me to not, like, what the fuck? And then I, yeah, that's, that started, like, this depressive episode. And I was like, fuck, wait, wait, everyone, like, everyone thinks I'm shit. Everyone thinks I like, caused this trauma. And, like, nothing happened. I did not do anything. Lost a bunch of friends, whatever. And then as I slowly, like, started getting back to my senses, um, I was like, yeah, let's do the hinge thing. Let's whatever. Let's get on the bumble again. <laughs> I'm not doing anything. And then um, I just got lucky and someone swiped on me on hinge. And she's fucking weird and intelligent and awesome and smart. And then we just hit it off. And like, we're both very, very strict about COVID. And so I was comfortable meeting up. And then it just grew from there. I was like, holy shit, like, this is what a healthy relationship feels like. It's such night and day. And I was like, wow, <laughs> I feel nice. I feel happy. I feel more creative now because I'm not stressed about, oh, my God, did I do something to trigger my partner's trauma or something, you know? Wow. And I, and I think every, it was, it's just like night and day from where we were last year. So I, I, I'd like to ask a question because I think maybe some people might be thinking this that, that are watching. When you say it feels good to be in a healthy relationship, what do you explain what that is? Like what, what would be your vision of a healthy relationship? What does that look like? I'd say it's calm. Best way I can describe it is calm, peaceful waters. Mm -hmm. Calm enough for us to enjoy the view. Mm. Work on fixing the sails and adjusting the sails when necessary. 
Mm-hmm. And compared to like, my last relationship, we were just like out in the open. Oh my God, like iceberg ahead. You know, like <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Just volatile waters up and down. It's like, I don't even know which way is north and south. It was a lot of like survival. Mm-hmm. And not enough time to actually work on myself or the relationship. It was like, I need to stay afloat at this point. Mm-hmm. As compared to now, where it's like, wow, this is smooth sailing, and then I can go out and tan on the deck, and you know, I can go down like it's it's, and then I can enjoy this beautiful view. We can enjoy drinks on the deck, you know, like that. <laughs> like, oh, we see a wave coming. Okay, like I trust that he's got like the main sail, and I'll grab the jib and like whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's easy, and then we kind of know when to navigate around certain things and it's easy. And so there's more time to focus on each of our individual growth and uh, growth uh, as a relationship. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. So, <laughs> so, very, so very, very I have to, I have to ask because I, I mean, you know, we're, we're talking about your relationship. You, you've said easy a bunch of times, obviously you alluded to the previous relationship was, there was struggle points, right? Um, yeah. So, I mean, but can you kind of put your, your finger on the pulse of what's really, what what is making it easy? I mean, I understand it because in both instances, you saw rocky waters coming, but your approach to dealing with that apparently seems different. And both in both, with your both, with both partners t- taking different approaches as well. But like, what is making it easy? I mean, do you just think there is a deeper connection? Do you think there's a higher level of maturity? Again, do you think what you were just saying, a more self-awareness on both of our parts and what we bring to them? I mean, what, what do you think is really contributing to it being easy? I think we're both just very self-aware individuals. Okay. There's a lot of maturity. There's a lot of, there's a lot of maturity. And then there's also a lot of, um, like we can both attune to one another. We can both like check in if something's mm-hmm. off. We can both bring something up if something's even just a little bit off, you know? And I think we're good at bringing things up before they bottle up and blow up. So in the past, it was just, don't talk about it. A lot of stone And then that grew into resentment and a huge fucking blow up. Uh, but whereas now it's like, let's just bring this second uncomfortable conversation before instead of wait until right. it bothered and it turned into an argument like i don't and, and I think, argue sorry. either which is okay oh yeah. see now there's there's another beautiful point right because again we you know we like to normalize negatives all the time so it's like relationships you should argue and i'm like i don't know if we want to say should like i understand <laughs> if they happen you know what i mean and then hopefully there is a way that we move through these, like what you're saying with a self-awareness and a maturity. Um, but that, that's what, that's interesting is what you're, you're, you're talking about that level of self-awareness and you're talking about the maturity. I mean, and, and then the ease of it, that's where I start to dig deeper into relationships being about this like really unseen connection. And when that connection is really there and strong, then you have this like, almost like this love or compassion energy that's fundamentally kind of intertwined through every interaction, whether it be communication, because when you said sometimes we, you know, people wait 
until it blows up or, or for whatever. Some people don't like to bring up things because they're afraid. It's not about blowing up. They're afraid they're going to be judged for it or they're afraid that it might end the relationship by simply speaking their truth. So, that, you know, there's there's all these reasons why people hold on to to speaking up. But in, in your regard, you know, that when I hear, you know, it's volatile, that goes to, to me, I think about it, correct me if I'm wrong, it's like, you know, there might be one or both people just are having a difficult time expressing themselves in a compassionate way, in a calm way. And, and again, why got, why there's so much distance between, you know, where I first really felt like I wanted to express something and then all that weight, you know, what's happening in all that wait time? What's the fear there? You know, I mean, what, what's going on there? So I, I find, you know, you sharing with this, I truly appreciate it because I think it gives a tremendous amount of perspective to the depth behind the scenes, not just what everybody sees through the glass window. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think we both very much prioritize preventative measures. I love that. Comes to big blow ups because we're both very like chill individuals. Okay. We don't like any of that shit. And I think we're, I think we both prioritize preventative measures as opposed to let's just sweep this under the rug for now and not talk about it. Right. Like in the past, it. In the past, I found myself bringing things up, like, no, I don't want to talk about that. Right. But it doesn't fix problem. When can we, it, um, you know, but then, yeah, I, I don't want I, to, and it would eventually blow just, Yeah, I'm sorry, but like the visual just popped in my head when we hear people say sweep it under the carpet as if that goes away. If you actually try, if you make that into a physical experience, the more you sweep under a rug, it just the lump gets bigger and bigger and bigger. You keep tripping over it. I mean, it does it's lumpy. go away. Yeah, very, very lumpy. <laughs> right? Seriously. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's excellent. Yeah. So this pops in popped into my head as as Michael, you know, when you were saying everything you were saying and, and Maria, this idea that you know may we're not obviously we're not meant to be with everybody, right? And I think sometimes we get into these situations where we're with someone and we really don't want to be with them. So we start actually, Caitlin, kind of how you said earlier, like, I only know you for three days. Why should I really be sharing so much, right? And it's almost like we kind of know we don't want to be with the person. So we're not actually allowing ourselves to go into those spaces of being vulnerable or even kind of pushing. It's like, okay, we're just going to sweep this under the rug. And, we're gonna, and it's almost like we, because we don't want to say, you know, what, maybe this just isn't working. Like maybe we just don't work well together. We can continue to avoid having the conversations and just pile it up until that rug turns into a volcano and then it all explodes right instead of just being like you know we just might not work like we may not work well, i mean isn't it interesting though that we tend to put more weight on uh on ourselves that speaking our truth or, or, or communicating in a way where it might change the dynamic of the relationship, right? Because of truth, it may change the dynamic. That seems like the more hurtful act than staying in a relationship, not being truthful, not being honest, mm -hmm. just trying to get by. And that seems to be like the less hurtful thing to do for yourself and for your partner. And I find it because again, now it's like, well, now neither one of you are really being true. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, what, what, what kind of, you know, what, what, where is the, where is the value added in that? In terms of, you know what? Let's have a real conversation, and it's gonna feel how it's gonna feel. 
And if it changes the dynamic, it changes the dynamic based on truth, not based on this, this you know, pretense of what we think the most acceptable, digestible version of each other is going to be. Because obviously that's not working for me. I feel kind of trapped and it's not working for you because you freak the F out if I don't close <laughs> the door right. You know what I mean? So I find that interesting that we, we tend to say, let's just stay in it. That's less hurtful versus if we have a conversation, the dynamic changes. That's just honesty. I mean, that's just truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Totally. Well, it's that for me, I just think that most of us silly humans go into the space of, well, I already, I invested so much time into this. Oof. Like, the I really, what'd you say? The bank approach, right? My, my, yeah, my, exactly. My relationship like, is a bank. I invested so much. Where's my return? Mm -hmm. That blows my right. mind. And, Instead of just being like, wow, for the last however long, I've not been happy. And I don't think you've been happy either. Yeah. <laughs> or, or it's like scarcity mentality, like uh. being really afraid that like, if this ends, I don't know what else is out there. Right. Which is scary. And you know what, Caitlin, that, I remember I read something or watched something there basically like, hey, that's a, that's, that's a real possibility. Right. That's a real possibility that even though we're built for connection and there's almost 8 billion people on the planet, you may not connect with somebody. Right. And you may not find that person. And I'm a naive optimist. I believe we can, especially if you set your heart to it. But what the pandemic has showed us for a lot of us is that you can still live a life, so to speak. Right. Without being in this a, a relationship with somebody else. And again, I'm not saying it's anybody's preference. But life does go on, though, too. And I think when we put all of our eggs in the relationship basket of I can't be complete, I can't be successful, I can't be this, I can't be that, unless I'm in a relationship with somebody, I think that is that 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 that's scary too. Because then I think you wind up limiting yourself. But I'm I'm all in, and Joe and I talk and laugh about this all the time. It'd be super neat to come home to I don't know something more than my couch and my cat. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. The pandemic has taught me alone. I got it. I can do it. Woohoo! It would so, be cool if there was somebody else around. True um, that. I'm I'm curious what what you all think on this because I at the beginning something just sparked in my head after what you were saying, Michael, but um, actually what you, uh, Caitlin, you were saying about the scarcity mindset and how earlier we were talking about all these options that we have when it comes to swipe culture and how, you know, we don't commit because there's so many options and we can sh there's, there's always someone better in the, in the back of our heads as we're, as we're swiping through these apps and meeting new people. Um, but just the dynamic between that and then sometimes when we're like in a, in a relationship, the scarcity mindset. So there's that extreme scarcity mindset. Oh my gosh, like what if I don't find anyone better, even if you're stuck in a relationship that you don't want to be in? I guess I kind of had that a little bit too in my relationship. I, I knew deep in my head, I was like, we are not compatible long term. I, I can't do this long term. I can't fucking deal with this volatility long term. Um, and in the back of my head, I was like, what if I don't find anyone better? I guess I'll just stay and try to figure this out. But then how do we kind of how do we kind of bridge the gap between that scarcity mindset and being stuck in that and also when we're fr when we're single 
like going through the apps and then having that, oh, there's always someone better out there mindset. Yeah. Not committing to someone that we are probably compatible with or we are possibly compatible with. Uh, what, what are your takes on that? I think it's kind of like the question about everything of balance. Like we're so extreme about things that it's always about dialing those things up and down to be like, you know, what's like my comfort level? What's my go-to? What do I normally do? And then be like, okay, what's the invitation to inch the other way? Because um, like, I, you know, folks I talk to uh, are very happily, happily single because they're in control mm -hmm. and they don't want anyone to rock the boat. So my invitation to them is like, well, why don't you go on a date because it terrifies you? <laughs> and then there's people that are like, you know, professional serial daters that it's like, hang on, why don't you be with yourself for a couple of weeks and see what happens? Yeah. And you know, you, you talk about, cause I, I like, you know, I, I, I can't help the way my head works sometimes, but when I hear control, my mind then goes to like the bookend, you know, some people like the control. And I think sometimes, you know, it, when we talk about commitment and whatever that means, because, I, and, you know, Joe and I've been talking about this and of course I'm in rabbit holes. Um, but, <laughs> but when I think, when I hear control, I also think about accountability. Um, and sometimes people just fear what accountability feels like, I think, to a relationship and what commitment mm -hmm. means. It, it, again, if, it, if the conversation and the communication is real upfront about this is just, you know, this is a you and I thing. So, the open relationship and polyamory, that's another discussion. But that, that sense of, you know, I am accountable. And my whole thing is I, I feel, and we talked about this last week, is that accountability, and to, to use one of Maria's words, again, and we talked about, Joe, and so this kind of fits what you and I said last week, Joe, about grace and ease. Maria says easy. I feel when the connection is, is, is truly, you know, really firing, um, accountability happens naturally. You don't find yourself second guessing and wondering, can I do the moment I feel you are questioning whether you want to love somebody, commit to somebody, be with somebody, talk to somebody, that's your red flag, your light, your sign that, well, let's take a step back and really reassess where I'm at and what I want. And maybe now it is time to have a conversation. That's why I think, you know, control, when we talk about that too, it's like, yeah, you're in control because you have no one to be accountable to other than yourself. So at the end of the day, like if you don't feed yourself today, it's really only going to affect you, right? But when you're in a relationship, obviously your behaviors have the potential to affect somebody else. So, um, yeah, I, I just, I, I find that interesting about when you said about the, the dialing. As soon as I heard that, it, it, it triggered to me like, okay, is this, is this like an approach to open relationships too? It's like, I want this much from that person. I want to go all in with that person. I want just that thing from that person on Tuesdays. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm just like, I think about when people come to they talk about the, they talk about the commitment and the time with just one person. Like, and now because you're not getting what you want from that relationship, you think it might be found in multiple people. Think about the time investment that that, that, that requires. And do I think it's possible? Of course I do, but Wow. Like that just seems like if you're already struggling with a commitment and all the things that comes with, I, I just think that's, that's an opportunity to just step back and really affect yourself back to self-awareness. And I think some people, you know, so I, I don't know, Caitlin and Maria, if you, 
are, are familiar with Aubrey, um, Ab uh, uh, what the hell is his name? Avery Marcus. There you go. Um, he has a great podcast. A couple weeks ago, he had a podcast, but he's, you know, he's married now, but he was in open relationships. And he was talking about being in the open relationship and how much it destroyed him. Mm. But he felt he needed to be there mm. to learn about himself, to experience it. And I think sometimes Michael goes to extreme. So, for example, we have these conversations. We were talking about that. And it was like, you know, he even said, like, how much it hurt, you know, knowing what was going on. But he agreed to it. And Michael goes right to, well, all right, so there's five people now, and I just want to hang out with my person, but there's four other. And I'm like, why do we have to have five people? Why not? <laughs> I don't know. You and one other. You know what I mean? But it's like some, some, of, some people just need to go there to experience it, to know, like, oh, right, yeah, I can't do that. But now I know that I can't do it because I at least tried it, you know, like, and I – I don't know. I, I, I feel we're also seeing a lot of that. Like, I think everything in the world is changing in a very beautiful way that people are beginning to express themselves and be like, oh, right. May, and not like, I need this from this person and this from this person. But what if I'm with this person and then somebody else amazing shows up? But me and this person have already had a conversation that, you know, it's kind of going to be, we'll say, a, just a very fluid relationship. See, but you if, know? We were to, if we were to pick a label, how is that not dating? Well, exactly. That's what I go back to. We're just dating again. But that's what I mean. Like, like, why, but see, why do people, that, that's what I don't understand. It's just like to get into a relationship and then either recognize needs or vocalize needs that you didn't prior to that obviously do not sync up with the person you're with. But maybe it can as a result of a relationship. But it's like my whole thing is like that just sounds like dating to me. I mean, and again, like if you're good with that, then I think I forget the term that you said, Caitlin. It was awesome. Um, I think it was about dating. I don't know. You said I don't want to say power dater. I, that's probably not the one to watch. But oh yeah, what did I say? Serial. Um, yeah. Okay. So, but that's what I mean. So it's just like if if that's your choice, then to me, I understand that because it's basically saying, yeah, I I really don't want to commit. I don't want to, or I don't want the accountability. And quite honestly, I just want the control of today I want to explore or today I want to call Becky or Bill and just see what they're doing. If they want to hang out, I'm cool. And if it goes somewhere beyond friendship in this day, great. If it doesn't, I don't care. You know what I mean? I think, we, I think the moment we put the weight of a label of a relationship label, like either, you know, regular, two people, open, poly, well, it doesn't matter to me you create then the stigmas associated with those labels. I think the only way out of a stigma is to just not put yourself in one. Hmm. So just date. I mean, then, then there's, I mean. But that dating is still a label, right? Yes. Uh, oh. I, and if I can tap tap on what you're saying, um, yeah, I please. would argue that it circles back to uh, communication. For example, if I consider myself single, capital S, and I'm dating people, right. I, don't, I don't feel obligated to tell them everything that's going on because we haven't had a conversation that that's necessary. Versus if I'm in an open relationship with someone, they need to know everything or you know whatever our, our agreement is they need to okay. know what's going on so this is beautiful this is beautiful can i ask you this thing Caitlin? so then I, I, when you're saying you, you don't feel the need to 
talk about or explain, I'm, I'm assuming that's, you know, all the background, everything that's going on in your world. But do you ever go into a date saying, oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a dater. That's, what, that's my status right now. I'm dating. I mean, do you have, um, or, because I know people who, if they were to meet somebody, they would feel that vibe and they're in a committed relationship, they'd be quick to say, hey, I'm in a relationship. You know what I mean? Right, right. So, but, but what's interesting to me is, I guess I'm, I'm asking if it happens so you can tell me this, because I'm assuming it doesn't, that people don't go around announcing, I'm a dater. You know what I mean? <laughs> correct, correct. I think you know, so, so to me, though, but not, but I, so by not doing that, the pretense that would come along with a label of I'm looking, I'm, I'm, it's just, it's then to me, it's like pure. It's two people that in front of themselves and whatever they feel comfortable with sharing, they share and whatever they don't want, they don't, but there's no obligation, so to speak, to share or mm. explain. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't know if I'm, mm -hmm. uh, it's in my head. I can hear it, but maybe it's not coming out of my face, right? But I, 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 I think, you know, not, not throwing the label out there, I think, takes away then all of the stigmas that we might associate with it. And it's just like, right, as long as everyone is communicating. Well, yeah, but even if we, I mean, if it's just two people then, and it's like, let's not talk about friend or dating. Let's just, so you're human. What do you like? Like, what do you like as a human being, not as a, in a relationship? Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yes. Event eventually, I think things are then going to eat progress in some kind of possibly and that's what i get that but it's not it doesn't start with like hey i just want to be friends well or, right now are or, you just meeting some random person in the park like you just bumped into someone like hey what's up how you doing you know or like you're actually like participating in saying hey kid you're cool you want to go out on a date you know what i mean no. like it, she totally it's kind of what'd you say i said no she totally doesn't <laughs> <laughs> hey i listen <laughs> I hear I, I think this is and this is where Joe knows about me the most this is where I, I struggle and I do get extreme because I, I cling then to like these topics and these in these in these labels and all that and what they mean because then I'm just like well they must mean something or the word wouldn't exist you know what I mean <laughs> so that's where I kind of get hung up so the fact but that ultimately you can create your own label I agree and your own roles right with whoever you're with you can say hey we're gonna call this I don't know Sasquatch. If if they agree, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> if they agree, though, if they if they agree that Sasquatch is the direction they want to go, if exactly not, before we start coming up with the labels or the how to say what is this, why don't we just like talk about people, us humans? Well, I think things get confusing once you take it into the sack. Oh, see now. Yeah. Now, True. Yeah. yeah. Right. When fluids well, are involved, then things change. <laughs> what, what was that, Maria? I said, when fluids get involved, things change. Exactly. I, you I, no know. matter what you say. You'd be like, oh, no, everything's going to be totally normal tomorrow. No, it's not. Okay, yeah. but now see, now there. Now we get to it, though. This we're is what I don't understand. Oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, we're at the of our hormones. After you, you get naked and see each other, and you do the dirty. The <laughs> hormones get released. And right. of them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how fucking strong you are, our hormones control our lives. Yep. Right. Yes. Which is why I feel like this year was like a very beautiful experiment mm -hmm. because everyone was worried about dying. Like, <laughs> I, I, I can only speak for my 
you know, All like what you. I was seeing, which was like, let's have a FaceTime first. Let's go on an outdoor hike and not touch each other. Like, you know, it was like you were allowed to take things slow and it socially made sense. Mm -hmm. Whereas before that wasn't really the case. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's, I, I think that's my struggle point with like, when we talk about, you know, uh, open relationships and polyamory. It, to me, it seems like the big component is really not, I want to be in relationships where I can express my love and compassion and connect with people on deep levels. It's basically what it sounds like to me is I want to be able to engage in sex with multiple people, which again, I'm not knocking that. I hear you. But everything that, that I've talked about with regard to time comes into play, like just the commitment of like really making yourself available. But then Maria, what you said, the biology part of it, like once you get down, yes, our biology takes over. And that's why I just, when people say, oh, no, I could just do that and disconnect. I'm like, really? You a robot? Because there's something <laughs> within you that are completely going against what you're saying. And that, so I get confused around that. I, I struggle with that point. It takes a lot of maturity, that's for sure. Yeah. Okay. And, then, and it takes individuals who, who understand that maturity and who can communicate about that maturity. Because mm -hmm. then, cause, yeah, because emotions, emotions plus hormones and neurotransmitters. Well, emotions are hard enough already. And then you add like your hormones and your neurotransmitters in there and you get like this cocktail of clusterfuckery that has to. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a great T-shirt. Cocktail of cluster That's the name of a podcast. That should be the name of a podcast right there. Just saying. I call dibs. Cluster You got it. It's all yours. You got it. Sure. But if it has the if it has the potential for all this clusterfuckery, it also has the potential for all this beauty and all these amazing rainbows. And I, I think someone commented. Uh, L Miller 501 your relationship sounds like you found someone to share community with uh self-care awareness inner work would you agree that's a basic requirement before beginning a relationship I would say a basic requirement well yeah totally self-care awareness inner work but you don't have to be perfect you could be Ooh. road to doing your inner work be somewhere along your journey but you know you shouldn't be stuck in your your past that's for sure um but I lost my train of thought. I was going some <laughs> clusterfuckery and see. Um, communication and everybody acting like adults. Yes, communication. Everybody acting like adults. And, and like, then, uh, oh, sorry, Maria. Go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say, stop bullshitting yourself. Like, yeah. your past has given you lessons and indications about what happens when you behave a certain way and you're not stupid and we like to have amnesia and we like to go oh maybe this time will be different <laughs> come on it'll totally be different this time I well i'm wearing a different shirt so you know <laughs> i have the shirt on today yeah, and, and, and I, maybe that sounds intense or something, but I'm like, no, really, like, how many times do you need to run into the fire and get burned before you're like, I don't want to do that anymore? Mm. And you're actually more comfortable, like, on your own because 
I, I don't know about you, like, I don't like getting burned, so. <laughs> ah, same, same. Well, uh, uh, and you know what, though, Caitlin, so what you said, I think, is absolutely beautiful and a great tie into Maria's story. I mean, Maria, that's essentially, from your last relationship to this, you obviously learned a lot about you, but also what doesn't work in terms of a partner with you. So now that, I would have to think, is in is at least informed you in the beginning stages of with, when you're with your new partner now. And that's why we, like, you almost spoke about it was like, when you said like, oh, surprise, this is what healthy and happiness feels like. It's surprising to us because we put so much time and energy in trying to fix and tweak. And I, you know what, I, like, like you said, okay, I'm like, it'll be different tomorrow. No, it won't. <laughs> no, it won't. So I, I think it's amazing. I think, you know, ultimately it, it all does come back to a level of self-awareness. True. And where everybody is, right? Because we're all at different levels of awareness. And Michael and I, you know, we're, we're talking about this a couple weeks ago. In my past, I dated someone and they thought it was natural to constantly fight, break up, get back together, fight, break up, get back together, break, break up and get back together. Because that's what everyone in her world did. And that's what she thought was normal relationship. And I'm like, nah, not for this guy. Yeah. I'm not down for that. Like, if yeah. we're like, if we're breaking up. We're breaking up. I ain't playing this game again. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like we you know where everyone is at their level of awareness. And um, you know, the the four of us here are involved in psychology, coaching, all that stuff. So as we learned, we also explored ourselves. And. I mean, we are all kind with everyone, but not yep. everyone is like, oh, what did I learn from this past relationship? They're just like, fuck, it didn't work again. All ladies suck, all men suck. And then they get in that mind space of everybody sucks, they all suck, they're all, I'm just gonna get hurt because it's just what happens. And then they follow that same pattern, they run right back into the fire because, ooh, look at how handsome right or just like on to the next person that comes along and it doesn't mm -hmm. even matter and they're just like oh okay you're here <laughs> right well, it could also go to the, the scarcity like we were talking about earlier though too it's like well i know for sure i do not want to be alone so uh next person that shows me attention i'll in and i'm like mm, pump the brakes one time <laughs> ask one one question, one ask one no. question. You know what I mean? Like, so really quick, I want to uh, pull things back just a minute, just because we're obviously going over our time limit. I don't think, I mean, if you two are okay with it, we're just going to keep going. But I would love to take a moment, open it up, if anyone have, has any questions. But I would also love, Caitlin, for you to tell us a little bit about being a love mentor, what that's all about, and Maria to tell us a little bit about, you know, sex education, sex educator, I'll, I'll, you know, just a little bit about what it is that you actually, you know, what is love mentoring? What does that look like? And I'm um, sorry, Michael, you, you, you raised your hand. Yeah, I was, gonna say, I, I was going to say for Maria to all, for Maria to also tell us about squats. Just saying. Yes, yes, that. we'll definitely talk about squats too. Get that in. There. All right. Um. Yeah. So you know, y'all know me. Um, for the past year plus, I have been very fascinated by the idea of conscious dating, and being a conscious dating advocate, and wanting to help people in early stage dating because I really do think these are actually separate conversations that we try to lump together of you know, the very beginning stages and then, you know, being in a solid partnership, it's <laughs> very different. Anyway, so 
as my business is developing, as I'm working with people, I just um, feel like I don't want to be that kind of coach where landing in partnership is the goal. And it's like, well, as long as we check that box, our work was successful. Oh, no, no, no. Because it always circles back to our relationship with ourselves. And I just want to help people build that strong foundation so that regardless of their relationship status, they know they have a home and they are safe with themselves no matter what happens. I love the sailing analogy. It's like, you know, the boat can get rocked and you know you're prepared. You're, you know you're okay. That's beautiful. I That's love beautiful. That. I love it. Yeah. Love the shit out of yourself, people. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes. Very true. Very true. I mean, I like to keep things simple. Anyway, uh, Maria, over to you. Uh, tell us. Um, and I'm sure Michael may have all the questions that he just doesn't want to ask. But anyway, tell us. Tell us about the things. Tell us about all the things, Jesus. All of the things. <laughs> On the spot. Okay, so, well, sex and squats, that's my jam. <laughs> <laughs> And that's your website, right? Sex and squats. Sex and squats That is my jam. So, sex and squats. I'll, okay, where do I even start? Uh, I'm a sex educator, like I mentioned earlier. Sex and relationships coach, personal trainer, and I'm studying to be an Ooh. coordinator. Yeah. I'm sorry. Really quick, tell me what a sex educator is. We do all the education about sex, so. <laughs> I just, but all of it, all of the things all of about all of the things that are getting down. Yeah, so basically, right. I, I like my very first sex ed course uh, a few months ago, a couple months ago, and I'm gonna launch another one in about a month and a half, which I will make the public release soon. But it's basically the sex ed that you get in school. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many of us got accurate, comprehensive, inclusive, non-fear Nothing, nothing. No. LGB positive <laughs> sex ed. <laughs> All of us, my sex ed was like fear-based. If you have sex, you get chlamydia. Right, look at the scary picture. <laughs> right. Now you're going to have nightmares for years. Jeez. I, I, had, I had a teacher tell us that we didn't wear condoms. Sperm could swim like a block and find a girl and swim up her skirt. That's what that's, I was told. That's true. That's, that's, that's true. My first that's night, true. The, first night, the first time I had sex, I tried to wear okay, two you. condoms. Yeah, I tried to wear two condoms the first time I had sex, and it landed up turning into a mushroom. So big overshare there, but you're don't, welcome. Don't wear <laughs> two condoms. I was like, this is, I'm not going to screw this up. <laughs> Because I heard. I'm going to feel anything either, but I'm not going to screw this up. <laughs> I don't understand why I have three thumbs now, but whatever. <laughs> Holy shit. What? Uh, sorry. Which is why we need your course, Maria. Clearly. Exactly. Please. Exactly. Per beautiful segue. Please continue. Having two condoms just increases the friction and it makes things worse. <laughs> <laughs> Where were you years ago, Maria? Where? Sorry, I'll try harder next time. Choose. Uh, but we, you learn. It's it's basically the sex ed that you should have gotten in school. And then I have a bunch of educators help me. Like I have award-winning porn stars on board. I have a trauma coach on board. I have a kink and BDSM expert, and I have other other fellow sex educators on board. And so for this next one, I'm 
I'm having more individuals on board to help me co-teach. And I even have, um, I even have a, a friend that I'm actually going to go on a call with in a little bit. And she, um, the female pastor, and she knows all about the Bible, knows the ins and outs of the Bible is very sex positive, And she'll be there to dispel any myths and talk. That's about awesome. Sexuality. Awesome. Yeah. So very excited about about this cohort and uh, very excited about this course, uh, this next course I'll be providing. So I guess that covers the sex ed part. Uh, what's next on the list? <laughs> um, sex and intimacy coordinator. Intimacy coordinator. Okay, so basically what an intimacy coordinator is for those who don't know, because it's a fairly new role. Um, so just like stunt coordinators coordinate stunts, in film and television, intimacy coordinators coordinate the sex. And it's a fairly new role that came uh, about, um, I don't know if anyone's seen The Dude on HBO. Yeah. Highly recommend. Um, it came up, it came about that time, that role. And also it, it, it timed well with the Me Too movement too. So basically we all know the deal in Hollywood, there's a lot of higher ups that can, you know, take advantage of, individuals and especially when it comes to sex scenes that's a very vulnerable situation to be in uh, as an actor so intimacy coordinators make things safe uh, and help kind of coordinate things and make things more realistic too because mm -hmm. <laughs> uh fun fact just like in movies individuals don't usually come at the same time and <laughs> really <laughs> so, Really? Come on. <laughs> making things real. Like, I think that happened like a few times. I mean, you could, you could practice for it. You know? <laughs> but when have you, when have you come at the same time with someone? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it no, so much. My mom just joined. My mom just joined the IG. What's up, mom? You popped on at the perfect time. Oh, good. I won't even ask a follow-up. <laughs> um, it's so interesting, Maria, a friend of mine does that. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, so when I saw that you were doing, I'm like, oh, I, I, wanna, I wanna connect you, you, you both, so. East Coast or here on the West Coast? He is in Georgia. Oh, awesome, awesome, yeah, I'd love to connect. Yeah. Because yeah. there's not many. He's, the but He's amazing, so let's, um, for everyone that's here, if you have any questions for, any of us, please type them below and, you know, we'll, we'll just keep talking. But if you have any questions, let us know what's up. But really, also really quick, Caitlin, I believe um, you're, something is launching. You're launching something? Oh, it's launched, baby. Uh, All right. <laughs> That's awesome. um, I uh, restructured my one-on-one coaching offer. Um, mm -hmm. And so all the information is on my website, the links in my bio, um, you know, I, I, we don't have to get into it cause like, it's very clearly laid out. Um, uh -huh. but yeah, if, if you're an individual who is single and, you know, has been getting that knock on the door that you want to plan like for the next couple months of life really unfolding and like what you want to make happen, um, I'd love to connect. Um, and Maria, with everything that you have, you, you anything out there you, you can share that, you know, that, that anything you're selling. 
So, I mean, my, my page is at underscore sex and squats, and I'm, I don't link to my page here. But, yeah, my, my stuff is in my bio, and then I will be launching my second Sexy Sex Ed course in a little bit. So be on the lookout. It'll be out. I'll make the public launch in about a week or two. So just be on the lookout. I'm just configuring uh, educator time slots and making sure that the schedule is all good. But it's going to be six weeks. Um, it's going to be live classes each week with like homework and everything too. And then all these educators on board, it's going to be fucking awesome. And last cohort, they loved it. And it's just unabashed, unfiltered sex ed. You should have gotten, we go over anatomy, we go over physiology, we go over STIs, contraception, sex methods, relationships, unconventional relationships, like BDSM and sex toys, like everything. So very excited about that. And yeah, just check up on my page because it will be launched soon. Sweet. So we got, we have a question. Anyone here in a healthy polyamorous relationship? Um, we're all single except for Maria. And, uh, but any, any, um, <laughs> any idea, any suggestions on what, uh, what does that look like for you? Or what maybe an idea of what that may look like in a healthy relationship style. I, I have no clue. I'm, I'm, I've never experienced um, random clueless about it. Uh, all I can say is open, open, open communication. So I would, if you're not talking, you, you, it's not going to work. I was in uh, poly relationships in the past. And the biggest thing is communication and maturity. And if there are, if, if, if you know that you are somewhat of a jealous type, or if you know that you have somewhat of an insecurity about something that has the potential to get big, just know in a polyamorous and open relationships, those things get bigger. Mm. It's not often a solution to something um, unless both people are absolutely mature and are open with their communication and understand the boundaries and guidelines. Cause there's, there's open, um, but there's like open, but don't ask, don't tell. And there's open, okay, tell right. me everything. Um, and with polyamorous relationships too, it's like, it's it's the same thing pretty much. And everyone just has to be on board. If it's hard for you to communicate with one person already and coordinate time schedules, then it'll be like 17 times harder with another person. It was yeah. like right. spreadsheets. Right. <laughs> Spreadsheet emails, and that's like the unsexy part that people often forget is that it's a shit ton of work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I think it has this like, ooh, this might be cool, but really the amount of work that has to go into it and the amount of openness and actually really saying, okay, these are the relationship rules. Mm-hmm. And actually having that conversation, just like, all right, you're going to do your thing, I'll do my thing, and we'll figure it out. That's a train wreck waiting, waiting to happen. So um robin asks any thoughts on manifesting your person into your life robin my suggestion for this that i tell people that i work with uh, because i am a manifestation coach um act as if you are already 
the kind, happy, loving partner that you would be in relationship. Because you want to be vibing. You want the energy that you, oh, we lost Caitlin. Oh. We want you to be, the energy that you want to be putting out into the world is not a scarcity. You want, you want to be in the space of already feeling as if you are in that perfect relationship. And if you can get into that space of being, feeling like I am a kind, loving partner, you're going to emanate that and you are going to start finding people that are interested in you. It's like when we, you know, typically when we first start dating people, all of a sudden it's like, oh wow, this person is interested in me now and this person is interested in me now. It's like, take on that feeling that you just got into a relationship and that excitement and just be, just be. Know that there are, I hate to say this word, there's plenty of fish in the sea, but just act as if you are already the kind, happy, loving partner and allow yourself to be open to, to experience. But that, that's my suggestion. A anybody, uh, Mike, Maria, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a moment and see if I can find Caitlin. Um, any, any suggestions? I mean, I think you I think you hit it right on the head. I mean, you know, that's, I think when we talk about relationship with others, I think always the first place we want to start is relationship with ourselves. So, yeah. um, you know, if you're, if you're someone, which again, I mean, there's no shame in this game. If you're someone that, you know, has some self-love and self-worth issues going on, you know, my suggestion uh, would always be to kind of dive in and lean into those things and, and being single, uh, is like the most beautiful opportunity to do that because you can literally give yourself as much time, space, and attention um, that you absolutely need without feeling like you are uh, letting somebody else down or not meeting somebody else's needs. So um, in, the, in, in that moment of, of singlehood, it is a great opportunity for uh, kind of a rebirth for yourself as well. Again, either if you're coming out of a relationship or you haven't been in one for a long time, it's just a great opportunity to really sink into who you are, really understand who you are, um, but then connect on a self-worth issue, on a self-worth level, on a self-love level as well, because then that is going to create that energy. Uh, like Joe said, it's going to start to attract people into your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to go off on that, um, I teach a, a class in, in relationships. So now I'm teaching for Journey as well with Joe, and I'm teaching uh, the relationships class. Uh, relationship nice. Coaching. And people often ask, I don't want to go into relationship coaching. Why do I need this? The content, the, it, it, I, I speak in the class in the context of intimate relationships, but everything you do, every, all, the, the, all the steps that you do when it comes to relationship coaching can be applied to yourself. Because we're all mm. in relationships with ourselves. So we are our first primary relationship. And so manifesting, I, I think, a lot of individuals think, okay, cool, I can just be passive and just think about it and happen. But no, manifestation is an active process. And so yes. actively producing this positive relationship with yourself can help you manifest what, what you want, manifest the partner that you want or manifest other things that you want. And I think that that's a lot of things, that's something that a lot of people forget is just making it an active process and reminding yourself that you're in a relationship with yourself too. You got to take care of yourself too. You can't neglect yourself. So yeah. Yeah. 100%. And I say this all the time, the biggest piece of manifesting anything that you want in this world is inspired action. 
You can make all of the vision boards you want and blink your eyes and wear all of the crystals and burn all of the sage. But if you're not putting in the inspired action to actually create it and bring it into your reality, it's just, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Right. So we are just at about almost 930. We went a half hour over. Thank you all for being here. Um, Caitlin, yeah. wherever you disappeared to, we love you. Thanks for being with us. You guys are on the East Coast. <laughs> yes. Um, Maria, thank you for being with us. Michael, thank you for being here with us. Maria, um, so, thank you so much, Maria. Thank you, yes. you both. You are both amazing. Thank you. Caitlin, too, wherever you are. Wherever you are, Caitlin. Maybe she fell asleep as a <laughs> Um, so for everyone that is watching, Michael and I will be back next week. And next week, I'm super excited because we have another guest. Um, my good friend, Carrie Scattergood is going to be on the up. That's her real last name, Scattergood. How awesome is that? And she is a lawyer and also a divorce doula. So, oh. yeah. A lawyer? A now, she actually isn't a divorce lawyer, but oh. a divorce doula. Oh. So... If you are in the space of being like, wow, I really, I would like to leave here, but I, 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 maybe I'm afraid. Carrie, Carrie's going to, you know, help shed some light. And I'm sure we'll have a, a discussion because Michael and I are also in the divorce club. We have jackets. <laughs> um, and there's some other fun things happening. I'm keeping, I'm, I'm pushing Michael. Um, so be on the lookout. We have some fun, fun things. Um, in the creative side of things happening as well, like musicians showing up and singing some songs for us and stuff. So be on the lookout for um, Michael and I adding our love of music into our Thursday night conversations. Michael, anything before we 10-4 uh, sign off? Wow, uh, hold on good buddy, let me get you my 20. Um, so all right, thanks, I, would man. Just, I would just say, first of all, thank you all for your time, space and attention uh, and being on with us today. Huge big love uh, to Maria and to, to Caitlin as well. And as always, you know, these past two weeks we've been talking about relationships, but again, we always pulled it back to recognizing that the relationship with yourself is where you really need to begin. That's when you are grounded in a connection with yourself, you'd be surprised how connections around you start to just show up in all kinds of ways, creative, professional, and intimate. So um, keep that in mind. Thank you so much. Love you all. And we'll be seeing you next Thursday. Next Thursday. Maria, thank you again. Caitlin, wherever you are, thank you. Everyone else, have a beautiful week. We'll see you. If you have any questions, send them to us, and we will try to answer as many as we can. And have a beautiful week. Love you all. Thank you, guys. See ya.